So could you just give us a little sense of how the project came about and what your primary initial intentions were for it? I just want to check I'm on properly. Am I all right? I think I yeah. put it on strangely. So if anybody wants to come and fix it, but I'll keep I'll keep talking. No, I think that's good. All right. Okay. Um, Dave <coughs> and I had wanted to make a film for many years. I've known him for. I'm sorry. I'll just keep going. Uh, for many years, we wanted to make a film, but I didn't want to use, I didn't want to make dance in it. I wanted to use my choreographic practice, not necessarily dance practice. And um, there had been a work that I had done. David said to me, what kind of, what, what have you not done? And there had been a dance work that I had made that I had liked, but I had not got right. And uh, the elements were that I had asked a dance artist to always face the audience and have four sets of material, three, four, five sets of material. One emotional, one, we could talk about that word for a long way, but one which definitely used their emotive qualities. One um, straightforward, a plain action that anybody could understand one dealing primarily with rhythm and one dealing in some way with what they had heard. And that they should slip between these materials whenever they wanted. And uh, it was an extraordinary exercise and we learned a lot, but I'm not quite sure we fully, fully achieved it, not bad. So when I uh, met David, I said, what happens if one's able to have and the language is now more sophisticated than I used then. What happens if we can deal with drama, um, documentary, and forensic but within one event? And he became excited by that idea. And then we didn't know what to do with it. And at the same time, we were looking at the work of Jules Etienne Marais, who was <coughs> the French scientist who was doing a documentary study of movement, like My Bridge. Uh, but Mybridge had a real aesthetic behind him, and um, uh, Marais was a real scientist. He didn't mind if a cat walked across his photograph because he was really just looking at the, at the, at the movement and at the moment. And he invented these things, and I'm going to forget the name. Chroma. When you have all the movement in one frame, oh, yeah. rather than taking a frame for each part of the movement. So he was an incredibly inventive man in terms of cinema, in terms of, well, in terms of photography, because it wasn't cinematic until later on people made the images move. So we, we manipulated a fair amount of material to see what we could do with it, and by stilling and moving things, we realized that we could attend in a particular way to different aspects of what was going on. So even if it was a scientific uh, event of a soldier standing and presenting arms, if you stilled it at a certain moment, this, these, the man being a soldier, or probably was a soldier, would somehow come through the image and then return back to it as you move the film on. So we began to understand that we could have this play of, of um, seeing a moment in the movement that betrayed far more than we would have if we had just rolled the film. Mm. 
so then we, we, we realised we had to have some ways of subject and I kept on saying, but I'm interested in walking and David said how incredibly boring that was. And uh, eventually <laughs> we looked at lots of literature about walking and he picked this book out of the shelf called The Walk. And we were introduced to basketball. That was, you know, we, from that moment on, we were utterly intrigued by him. Thank you very much. I mean, what, what, of course, what we think about now, uh, a century on next year from the writing of, uh, of the story, uh, is how, again, how relevant it is. His world then being torn apart by conflict, of course, conflict threaded throughout the, uh, the story of the walk and, and the film from it. And now, of course, we see all those daily realities, the good and the bad, but the kind of the fragile beauty of things completely threatened again across mm -hmm. the world. In, in total environments, in some cases, obviously everything destroyed. So there's, there's a huge poignancy there. But of course, I, I guess what, what the, the joy of discovering the story was, was that it allowed you to cover almost all of human life and to use, um, to use the earliest example, wherever you could, of the image that you could find. Could you just talk a little bit more about that? Once we discovered the story, and once we got the sort of background of being utterly motivated by these tiny moments uh, that you can still and see. Um, we thought, well, how the, there's uh, you know, a world of material we could choose. So as a sort of discipline, could we choose the earliest moment the moon was photographed or the earliest photograph of women walking in hats? Um, David was unbelievably disciplined so if it was a woman walking in a hat outside a leafy boulevard he was going to find that image so the hours and hours in which we looked for exactly the right image trying to find the earliest one um, still i find quite more inspiring that i did that and that we did that but we did and of course that opens up a world to me, I hadn't worked in the world before. The extraordinariness of this captured world that was taken from the 1870s to the 1930s, that we, we, oh, I'm not going to use the right words. I, I want to find a way of saying we could bring those lives forward into now. But of course we manipulated those lives slightly, but we could bring them forward to now. And that felt, that felt very poignant mm. and very moving. And then going through all the welcome material, which was all about rehabilitation after the First World War and seeing these young men in, in damage. So all of these lives kept <coughs> from different countries, from different cultures, from different years kept coming towards us and then we would try and find this place for them. Thank you. And, and of course the choreography within the image, between images, is it goes without saying, is exquisite. But the soundscape, the sound environment is, is equally extraordinary really. And, and we should give a shout out to Julie Shearing for that. But again, what was her brief? Because she uses you know, a huge range of sources, doesn't she? And moves well away from any form of naturalism in terms of her, her, her relationship to the image. Uh, an extraordinary artist, and I'd love to be able to tell you more about her, but she, we, by the time she was fully involved in it, 
our heads were so stuck into these images that Julie would arrive and in some ways assist us so much by knowing how carefully we had chosen each image so she spent as much attention finding each sound and if she found a sound that was completely incongruous to the thing that we were we were showing it didn't matter because she understood that the incongruity would still bring up an exactness that we hadn't predicted so there are lots of sounds that you will still think of you know a, a, a tree being axed but i don't think it was it was something completely different um, but i think the tension between all of these truths and fictions and realities are partly what makes the film have a different sense Fantastic. Thank you. Well, we've set up obviously some of the big sort of structures at work, but are there any questions or thoughts, responses? Anyone at all would like to make any comments? Anything we've just seen? Well, I can keep going, it's not a problem. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. Well, it's amazing. I felt just watching it a real sense of inner movement. It's just almost in a similar way when you watch dance or movement and I thought it was just sorry. It's just switch it on actually it should be on. No. <laughs> Don't worry too much, I just project. Talk loud. Um, and I just wondered as a dancer and choreographer how yeah how you work with material in, in that sense and mm -hmm. um Thank well, you. if if I just go to the movement, um, a, a dance artist I work with a lot called Deborah Saxon, um, we would quite often have discussions with each other in which there'd be a movement and you kind of know that most people are thinking that's the movement, but what the hell is all this about? And we'd get very fascinated by trying to work out, well, how do we invite people to understand that the direction comes from somewhere and is going? to somewhere, and then has to return. So having that in my background, it was always trying to find that part of the movement that would tell you a great deal without necessarily being the accomplished movement. So I would look for those, for trying to find those um, moments. But the other thing was to um, choreographically sort of be let loose with this fabulous box of toys which is you can put lots of images <coughs> next door to each other and manipulate them in you know in accurate time ways or one frame could throw the movement to another frame that could catch it and so there was i mean but david would laugh because he'd say you're just trying to use it as a stage you know you want to go from stage right to stage left and there were there were elements <laughs> of truth in that you know i thought well it's got to go over that way but um but i still you know it I think I could detract the, some of the stage from my practice and put it into the film. But there were elements in which I used that. And the musicality of it and timing. I mean, you, I ended up being so thrilled by what filmmakers have to do on a daily basis because there's an accuracy to it which is different from stage accuracy stage or live work um, 
uh, has to have oxygen, I mean, you have to have oxygen, you have to breathe in and you have to breathe out. And if, if you stop halfway through, something happens to the body. But in, in film, you can deoxygenate things in a very intriguing way. You can sort of drain, um, vacuum out to a form of accuracy that is that can't be lied. But of course, I find that completely intriguing. I mean, that, so what, I guess what follows on from that is, is that having made this film and also uh, being very involved with this, this next film that you made, um, although there was a slightly different relationship to the generation of the material there, um, has the, have those filmic lessons fed back into the live work in, in, in terms of how you understand the possibilities of movement as a result of seeing them so close up on the moving image? Yes, no, no it definitely has. And I think um, the work work on manual and also the proof will be in the pudding because we're now in the process of making <coughs> a new live work and I think that will but I'm, it's very present with me so yes I feel I've learned something and I want to put it to use in different ways. Um, I mean you're moving towards a big show at the Barbican next year but without you know necessarily referring to that show can you imagine a context where film and performance in a live context could work in the same space at the same time. I think that's one of the things we're working on right now, how far that will go, but I notice that several, I, I've made a sort of an assemblage of artists and each artist owns their own work, but for certain um, iterations we're going to come together and I notice that films seems to be appearing mm. in many of them at this moment, whether it, they will, I don't know in the mm. end, but I think filmic uh, knowledge Yeah. Tested. <coughs> well, when this film came out, of course, and, and uh, entered festivals across the world, and, and in relation to dance festivals, was submitted and received. It was often not understood, was it, as a, as a choreographic film? Uh, it was. It was. I mean, it, it, there was not resistance to such. Perhaps in some cases there was, no, but so. well, the, but the idea of what choreography in the most expanded sense can mean, as opposed to dance, which means something else. I think I think it's changing now, but I think um, dance history has um, celebrated the act of dancing as it should do, but not necessarily dis uh, discussed or made clear the act of choreography. And I think that's altered a lot in the last, well, probably the last forty years, and maybe more recently even more. Yeah. But I think they are quite different art forms. And that's a fascination in itself, and, and both should be celebrated in their particular ways. <coughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much. There's time for one more question, if there is one. If not, yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's something very sculptural about the way that you're working um, with so many different subjects. But the sub each subject will be very adaptive about the way you're using so many characters. Mm. Um, so that became very apparent that we didn't have one protagonist. We don't have one. And there's something very interesting in how that sets up the relationship with intimacy with the story, with, with what's the dialogue. And I just wondered if that was part of your process, how the relationship between language and text and the relationship between the many subjects, which means essentially it's a universal subject. Um, I just wondered, um, I'm not sure what the question, I mean, I can I, hear I, it, but I'm not 
Um, I suppose your where, where the sort of intimacy comes into the work. I suppose that's mm. what fascinated me. It's it's a very intimate work, and yet there are so many different faces and so many different surfaces of people. Um, I think that's I think that's built into Vasa. Um, uh, the, the tenderness and anger with which he he flicks and flips between um, a self-observance, which is both he likes himself and dislikes himself. He likes the world and dislikes the world. He's constantly he observes the time. I just love that moment when he says the tiniest, the most hilarious, the most gorgeous things, and he. He, I think, touched on that part of David and ourselves in which our ridiculousness and our drama suddenly was at, were in a way allowed to be, instead of us um, feeling as if we were betraying ourselves all the time. Oh, I felt a bit vulnerable then, and I let that. Oh, I felt a bit over angry then, and I, we sort of didn't mind that betrayal anymore because he had. And then, in not minding, I think that's where we could move between that sort of. Ex uh, ideally exquisite tenderness and vulnerability to something a bit more uh, armoured. Mm. And I think we, we enjoyed <coughs> that. Fantastic. Thank you. Yes, very quickly, Marcia. Okay. Yeah. No, I did really enjoy that. But also, I was just wondering and loving this fact that quite a lot of snippet got me quite confused at one point, soft ground and entertaining, was the woman's. Um, behind in brown, I think she's picking nuts and the, yes, and yeah. the wonderful path. And I, could, I, 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 you know, the path was soft ground and entertaining, or the bottom, or the nuts. And I loved that. I mean, it was just a way of it being sort of very open. Because quite often, I think when people, um, well, when there's essay films or any films with a narrative, they sort of are very clearly sort of drabbly illustrated. And this is really very open. I think that the music and, and the and the little boys being really, really, you know, that's the, that's from Australia. Yeah, I wondered where is that? And it was timeless. It could be yeah. little boys on the Isle of wherever the big girl. Yes, yes, that could have been. It yes. could have been just in black and white. It's extraordinary. So when sorry, I'd like to have lots of questions. When was that from? That well, I think the latest film is the 1930s, and that's the film of a market in London, so it must be like 1920s or so. Yes. Yeah, and, it and that was another thing, the timeless listening. Thank you so that's much. That's not really a question. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> it's good. Uh, it's a bit of <laughs> David will be glad you like the movie. I'll take it back to him. <laughs> It's great to end on a note of time. Sadly, we don't have that in the room at the moment. We have ah. absolutely the clock <laughs> against us. Um, but thank you all very much indeed for coming. Thanks to Matt. This will be an early the Horsebridge. Please, huge thanks to Siobhan Day.